I must speak to you all for the sake of the human race. I come here from the future. And by future, I mean 14 days from now. Everything has gone into complete chaos. The world government is no more, and we now have a super president. All because I forgot to check out the deals at HyperX.com. The reality-shattering tachyon time bombs have opened up a rift just long enough for me to tell you before it's too late. If only I had known that for the whole month of March, as in March 2022 when you are hearing this right now, store-wide deals across all categories are available thanks to the HyperX Loot Drop 2 sale. Perhaps if I had gotten that new keyboard, the entropy of the universe would have aligned differently. But there's still time for you, dear listeners. It's still March. The deals are still live. And you can make my dream a reality and save the future by going to HyperX.com right now and checking out these massive deals from the HyperX Loot Drop 2. That's the HyperX Loot Drop 2. Quickly, before March is over and before Super President Dark Jerry Springer takes over again, only at HyperX.com. A cut above the rest, this week's episode, Gamera vs. Guiron. I'm your host, as always, uh, prisoner number... I don't know. <laughs> That's falling apart. Uh, There's but, two funny numbers, you can just pick one. Yeah, 69, there you go. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who is here with me today, as always? Uh... I'm I'm uh, the the unfortunate uh, victim of circumstance space gauss of this film. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Nikki, <laughs> uh, and we have here with us a, a, a very special guest uh, on a repeat uh, uh, sh- uh, appearance. Uh, yes, I am uh, Alex Horeb. Uh, am I the first? You must have had another repeated guest before me. I think we have. I, th- I think we've um, had a... Uh, we, we, well, okay. We have recorded other repeat yeah. guests, but they have not yet appeared in the timeline. So, like, Hazel yeah. and Joey Weiser, we have recorded episodes with them, but you are first. That's, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the first on the schedule. Yes. Uh, uh, because this is an episode that will come out before those two. So oh. you are technically the first repeat as far yeah. as they will here okay yeah, yeah i'll take that <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's great to have you back it was such a such a great time having you last time and uh, uh i will say last time uh i was i was the one you know i had to i had to unfortunately i had to wear the dunce cap because uh, uh-huh. uh i hadn't seen infinity train yet but now Ooh. i have and i oh. loved it and uh, yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah and ev- and every time i uh, i saw your name in the credits alex i was like hey I've talked to that guy. That, that, <laughs> that, that guy's like, cool. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, I, I would like to think that I'm known first as the guest on this podcast, and the second <laughs> as a. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I was I was the uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio like like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood like pointing at the TV thing that was yeah that was yeah. <laughs> um, hey, you were also a guest on a Batman podcast one time. So ooh. oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I well I mean. I, I don't know if this, you know, he was the other. He was another writer on Infinity. Train, yes, so. yes. I guess that doesn't really count. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about 
Gamera versus Guiron, 1969. That's yeah, I should have just went with that number because that's the name. That's the fucking yeah. year the movie came out. Anyway, yeah, you still said 69 though. So that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, you know what? We'll cut around that to make it sound like I, th- I thought of that joke and not you, Nikki. Oh, uh, okay, great. So, <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna leave that all in. Anyway, Gamera versus Giant Evil Beast Guiron, literal Japanese title, or Gamera versus Giant Evil Beast X, which was the early title. Uh, Gamera vs. Guiron Giant Evil Monster, Attack of the Monsters, which was the original United States title, uh, King Kong against Godzilla. Yes, yes, yes. okay, Ta- yes. <laughs> Play- Which is which? Which one's King Kong? <laughs> um, is Gamera I, King Kong because he swings on Gamera, the bar? I, yeah, I think Gamera would have to be King Kong because he's like, because he stands up. He's also oh, yeah. the, he's like, also the like, hero, right? So like... Yeah. <laughs> King Kong's more of the good guy than Godzilla. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then, uh, like, Godzilla's definitely the heel King, in that situation. King Kong, King Kong, through some unfortunate happenstance, got stuck inside of a turtle shell. And <laughs> can fly in and space. And was hurtling through space, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Godzilla has a big knife for a face now. Uh, but that was the Italian title. And then, of course, just... Attack of the Monsters from Brazil. No weird German title. No Satan. No yeah, Dragons of the Stars or Frankenstein. Yeah, n- nothing like that. Just, just kind of a like King Kong against Godzilla. That's about the most interesting one that we're getting yeah, out of yeah. this. All the other ones are just like Attack of Monster. It's like yeah, a, <laughs> yeah kind of been a little bit. Could have you know. Put yeah, your they could spice it up. But uh, Alex, I wanted to have you on this episode because we did a kind of. You know, we did maybe one of the trashier Godzilla movies uh, for our Godzilla series. And then for this, uh, you know, our Gamera season, this is, like, not not bad. Trashiness does not denote badness, but it is one of the trashier ones because it's the, the monster is very distinct looking. <laughs> it's very a very silly yeah. monster. And uh, there's a lot of elements of this movie that we'll talk about soon that are, uh, you know, make it very much, very pulpy in a way that, like, even Godzilla doesn't get to. But, yeah, uh, I don't uh, know if this is, is uh, going to, I guess, be a spoiler for the rest of the episode, but when I was looking it up, uh, so my relationship with, with Gamera, I think for, uh, as with a lot of people, uh, you know, first experiencing through Mystery Science Theater, or a lot of people, you know, course. in America, that's the first time I would see most Gamera stuff. And Gamera was just sort of known as, like, Oh, did you know that there's a, a different type of Godzilla movie that's a big turtle? Yeah, you don't have the words yeah. to use it. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't quite remember this one. I must have watched it because I watched most of Mr. Science Theater, but I, I had very little memory going in. So I was typing it in to look it up. I was like, where, where are we going to stream it? I type it in. And then I see that the, the reviews are, are pretty low. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what's going on? And then I started watching oh. it, and here's like the spoiler. I thought this movie kind of ruled ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, had that, a pr- that, I had a good time with it. Yeah, for sure. Like that, this is why I wanted to get you on because, like, uh, the last movie we talked about versus Virus, I thought was like it's a it's a step down from versus Gauss, which is the movie before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I thought it had like a lot of like elements that I I considered better, like the characters and everything were just like significantly better. The biggest issue with that movie was that like. It could have been like forty-five minutes long, and it would have been a lot better. And and I think this pretty much the same issue applies to this movie, where it's 
it has parts of it are way better, but then parts of it, like the characters aren't quite as good as they were in Virus, uh, mm-hmm. but the action is unbelievable. It's probably some of the most exciting and like entertaining action we've gotten from uh, the Gamera series as a whole. And, you know, yeah, I, I've come away from this movie uh, definitely a, a lot more positive and less cynical than we were the, the first time that we recorded this episode. If you don't know anything about that, <laughs> yeah. listen to our Gauss episode to, to learn more information. But, you know, e- either way, like, I'm, I'm glad that, like, I don't know, I'm glad to have, like, this kind of, like, full picture of Gamma. Yeah. That I can go yeah. back and like look at these movies with a better perspective than when we were first going through them, and and like these were the first times we were watching these movies, and we kind of like, you know, right. went on this like emotional roller coaster of the being all in on Gamera, and then like it took a nose dive. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I I think a big thing that colored our first viewing of this film was uh, definitely the fact that like coming right off of Virus. It covers a lot of similar plot beats. Like, it's basically uh-huh. the same movie in structure. Uh, like, it's two kids. They get up on a UFO, yada, yada. And, Aliens uh, want to uh, eat them or whatever. You know, that you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, just, just, just like, a lot of the plot beats are pretty much exactly the same. So it felt like watching the same movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but except this time they're on a different planet, which, is, which, yes. is, which isn't nothing. That's that is that is yeah, a difference, a, a pretty a big difference. difference. But but it's but uh, a, the planet that they're on is like a, a bad miniature set, but it is another planet. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a very yeah. obvious miniature. Set. Well, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to correct you there real quickly. Uh, there is no such thing as a bad miniature set. That's when I see yeah, a miniature set in a movie, and when I see a matte painting in a movie as a background, they're all yeah. good. I oh, love yeah. every one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I like me and my, my friend Cody, who we do the uh, robots in disgust series with. Uh, you know, Patreon. we we watch yes on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> we watch uh, Star Wars or Star Trek with each other all the time. And uh, whenever there's a TOS episode and there's a they're on a planet and it's like styrofoam ground and green matte painting in the background mm. i'm like fuck yes get this is so good <laughs> this is so it's so much more fun like yeah them shooting on like on location with like vasquez rocks and everything that's cool but it's so it's so good to have them like really try to sell you on oh they're on this strange alien world and it's like a, a wind blasted shithole wasteland with just like a green warp background and everything uh that being said even if this isn't quite as good as stuff that you would get from subaraya uh it's it's not terrible uh and in general like gamera shouldn't really always be held cl- too close to godzilla because they are on two different like budgetary levels, yeah, you know, Gamera is definitely like fifty yeah. percent less, you know. Yeah, and they both kind of have different goals too and stuff. Yeah, you know? like Gamera is definitely way more like shooting directly for the kids and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like it's like, you know, uh, uh, so 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 much of these movies like action scenes uh, center around the kids cheering on, uh, 
Gamera and stuff. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. It kind of feels, kind of feels like a call to action for any kids watching to go to also cheer. Yeah, you know, for yeah. sure. Uh, like whereas Godzilla, you know, we're not. Look, we're not trying to be the guys that are like this. This kids show secretly is for adults. Uh, right, right. But there have been plenty of Godzilla movies that were made with adult audiences in mind. Like the uh, uh, Son of Godzilla was made as a date movie, for example. You know, it right. was a, yeah. I think it was a female screenwriter, and uh, same maybe the same screenwriter who would go on to write Terror of Mechagodzilla, if I remember correctly, which is Ooh. an excellent movie. Uh, I agree. <laughs> listen to our podcast on that. Very good movie. Um, so, the, you know, they, they've had these, like, different demographs. But basically, after Gamera versus Barugan, and that one was, like, <laughs> really dark and depressing and, like, had a bunch of <laughs> sweaty adults murdering each other and all this, like... Yeah, in a cave. Like, subterfuge and, like, yeah. vi- horrible violence against each other. There's a scene where, like, one of the antagonists in the movie, like, beats the crap out of a guy who is disabled... He's like a disabled war vet. (laughs) And then he, like, also beats up his wife in the same... Like, smashing, like, vases on her head and everything. Like, it's like, oh, my God. (laughs) And this is after... This is the second Gamera movie. (laughs) Yeah, so so we're a far cry from that. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, now they're definitely aiming directly at, like, younger kids, which is totally cool. And, you know... Well, we talked about this before, but, like... I actually really love the, like, kid protagonists in these movies if they can, like, imbue them with enough personality and purpose that they, they can, like, bring everything together. Like, I thought that the kid in Megalon uh, wasn't super interesting. He just kind of was there to be the kid. But, like, the past couple movies have had, like, a good use of the kid characters for sure. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I'm on uh- board. I... I do agree that I think that this movie, like, may- maybe it's not, like, my favorite Gamer movie, uh, but, like, it's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I-, I was, I was like, refreshing myself on this movie uh, before before jumping on here and stuff, and I was like, man, this this was a lot of fun. Like, I don't know, it was, uh, like, it was, it's kind of looking back on it, it's like, oh, I, yeah, I had a great time watching this. Uh, something I uh, also want to say about um, Gamera, like, the design of Gamera. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Just in comparison with Godzilla, I mentioned this on the previous Godzilla one that I was on, but you know, Godzilla is a lot of things. There's serious Godzilla yeah. and funny Godzilla and high art, thoughtful Godzilla and just absolute trash shoveled, shoveled out for as cheap as possible. Like, yeah. There's all these things. <laughs> but with Godzilla, there's still a sort of, um, you know, there's a pop culture icon of, of Godzilla. You could show a picture of Godzilla yeah. to my grandmother and she would... She would recognize that's Godzilla. Gamera doesn't quite have that. But what I think is int- like fun about Gamera is this is a giant turtle with tusks and rockets, mm. and it f- uh-huh. spins around like a <laughs> UFO, and he is the friend of all children. Uh-huh. To engage with Gamera, uh, you have to... It's he's inherently you can't be too cool for school when watching Gamera. No, yeah, of course. on the face it forces if you were determined you could find just the high class Godzilla and discuss it uh, from like you know an artistic standpoint and you could try to think Gamera forces you to be like here's this turtle UFO he's the friend of all kids he can fly through space 
He's got shifty eyes that just go back and forth. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you 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 have to engage it on that. It forces you. You can't watch God's uh, Gamera and, and try to be too cool for it. And there's something about that that I find um, very charming and very sweet. The fact that it forces the audience to sort of get on its level. Get on the level yeah. of this turtle rocket. You have to. I agree. I think that that's like, to me, I don't know. There's so much media I engage with where there is that, like, you have to have that willingness to suspend your disbelief and be like, okay, I'm engaging with this dumb thing. Right. And then, like, once you've, like, let go of pride, you can have so much fun. You know, you can really enjoy this stuff. So, I mean, that's why, like, you know, I, t I spend a lot of my time talking about children's shows, for sure. Like, whether it be American television animation or, you know, uh, tokusatsu. But I, I have... there are, I do like <laughs> stuff made for me, obviously. But, like, that stuff is so fun to discuss just because it, it has no shame. It doesn't have, like, this sense of, you know the same sense of like pride in itself you know it can go completely ape shit and you know go off on this idea and i think like um what uh uh noriaki Yuasa, the directors of the the director of the movies like he wanted to, after the second one barogan which he wasn't the director on uh he was the director on the first one was kicked off that and then the second one didn't do too well so they're like all right get back here make the third one uh, and then after, he kind of like hyper focused on this idea of making it like a, a storybook and, and very like a fairy tale kind of thing where it's the children are the focal points and the adults are like these bumbling fools in, in one way or another. Oh, and I think like you see that uh, really pan out very well over these next couple of movies like in Virus we saw it and this we saw we'll see it in Jiger which is up next that was uh, so funny that you said that because that was actually the I, so I, I, I typed up some notes as I was uh, I was doing it the last uh, thing that I wrote I'll read it to you was ends with the lesson children are right and adults are either stupid or evil <laughs> and that's what this whole movie is and I think it's really appealing to kids is like the kids were right every step of the way uh, in terms of being uh, correct about what's happening, not necessarily in their actions, yeah, yeah. but everything they said was true. They got to do everything, and every single adult that they met uh, wanted to eat them or kill them or full-on dismissed everything that they said. <laughs> yeah, uh, and in yeah. the end, all the adults were proven wrong. And, you know, what a great thing for kids' show. <laughs> like, that's what kids yeah. want to see. <laughs> I'm right, and every adult that I know is evil or stupid. Yeah, uh, I, I love I love that the uh, the villains like like the thing that's scary about them is like total like kid logic like goosebumps type stuff. It's like we're gonna eat yeah. their brains. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's very, they're very fun, and they're they're these like adult women, you know that they have yeah. like you know these like big sister mom kind of like authority figures. You know, like in the previous movie, they were a bunch of weird, creepy men. You know, and, like, the that's always going to be kind of off-putting to these little boys, whereas, like, there's something a little bit, like, comforting about having these, like, uh, big sister or mother type figures, you know, luring them in. And then the, the ironic twist that they're the big bad wolf in disguise. Right. Uh, so before we get into more discussion about uh, the movie, 
uh, why don't we talk about the history behind this film? So yeah. I got a little thing wrote, written up, so let's get right into it. <clears throat> Since the beginning of human civilization, people have found any way that they can to justify the murder of their fellow man, whether it be through conquest, warfare, or the most powerful and oppressive of all, laws. <laughs> the Code of Hammurabi was one of the first legal documents preserved in recorded history. And while it mostly pertains to the way things were 4,000 years ago, its essences is rooted in that primal origin of humanity to find logic where there is none, to find any way at all to justify the death of others. An eye for an eye is perhaps the most notable legacy of the Babylonian document. The notion of it not only being okay, but a law to bring harm to those who have harmed you. If they break your bones, you must break theirs back. If you are murdered, it is the people's obligation to murder your murderer. This much is true across planet Earth. From the Bible, which was born from future generations of those who have lived under this code, to places who didn't even have written text on the other side of the planet, like the Incan Empire. If you could pinpoint one single thing that united humanity beyond all else, it would be, sometimes murder is okay. Marie Antoinette was executed October 16, 1793, <laughs> at 12.15 p.m., the death sentence carried out by guillotine. While certainly a flawed figure in the history of the French Revolution, her death has been etched into the minds and souls of all those who would even think about the device known as the guillotine. Her crimes are less known than the method in which she had been executed. And what a peculiar method to further remove human action from the dehumanizing death of decapitation, to leave it to a machine rather than an axe or a sword held by an executioner. Perhaps even then, humanity grew uncomfortable with their own bloodlust and wanted to feel as if they had no hand in carrying out the murder. The device was death, not them. While the macabre machine vanished from public memory, a curio of the end of chivalry, one country remained using it as their official method of execution until the very recent past, France. Until the death penalty was abolished in 1981, France continued to use the Reaper's Blade to punish those that they saw fit of the same death as they gave to Marie Antoinette all those years ago. The final man to be subjected to such a death was in 1977, or as you may know it, the year Star Wars came out. After that, while others were sentenced to death, it was soon removed from use and has been ever since. No government-sanctioned guillotine use has happened since that all-too-recent day. Anyway, so a guy at Dye thought it would be pretty cool to name their big, dumb, knife-faced monster after the guillotine. I guess you could say, <laughs> after several films of not really going anywhere with the concept, cheaply making pretty good TV episodes as movies, the viewers had, have asked Noriaki Yuasa, that was fun, but can we please have something of substance? Something to match and surpass what is happening at Toho? We're starving and we're without bread. To which Yuasa turned to the viewer and said, let them eat cake throwing this film reel on the desk in front of him. Will Wyatt and Nikki finally join the children in their love and adulation of the flying reptile known as Gamera? Or will they want to be tried for the treason of embezzling treasury money from the France from France to fund giant sex orgies and paying off the Austrian government in the middle of a war only to be brutally murdered in front of a cheering crowd? Guess we'll have to see if Guiron makes the cut after all. Yeah, so there wasn't really that much history uh, <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, thank, so you, thank, to... you for, thank you for the history segment, Wyatt. I, um, turns out, 
it's re still really funny the second time. Uh, yes. <laughs> Scissors for me. But wait, are we not civilized gentlemen here? I challenge you to a battle of knives. Knife fight, you're gonna fight for your life. Knife fight, you're gonna fight with a Do you like the TV show Friends? Then check out Watching Friends with me, Mark, and me, Ryan, every week as we go through every episode of this iconic TV show, giving you behind the scenes facts, our thoughts on every scene, and some personal stories. Do you know which actor can't remember how many seasons of the show there are? How about the one common household object that could never be seen on the show? We've got the answers and more as we explore Friends in depth every week. Watching Friends, only on the Hyperx Podcast Network. Previously on Chat of the Wild. Did anyone kid all the bugs for Agatha? No, yeah. I meant to. And I even had a bug that I like could have given back to her and I forgot. That bug is well, gone. Don't forever. go in there if if you do and then not give it to her. I know. She can smell it on you. She knows. I know you have a bug. I know you're holding out on me. <laughs> <laughs> I can <laughs> smell it. Did anyone get um, all the pose? No. No, God, no. Chat of the Wild, breaking down Zelda and Zelda-like games, one dungeon at a time. Wednesdays on the HyperX Podcast Network. Cut my life into pieces, this is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing, don't give a fuck if I cut my arm. Uh, but, but yeah, uh, uh, Arrow video kind of, uh, they, they, they kind they of fell doing, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they, doing they're... really good. First three movies had a ton of, like, history and everything, yeah. uh, behind the scenes stuff for the movies and, like, interviews with, like, Yuasa and, uh, some of the other special effects guys and the writer Nissan Takahashi. But then all of a sudden, like, all of these, like, middle gamma movies, everything, like, from this to the end of the show period, just nothing there's like basically no history to it whatsoever so it's unfortunate yeah arrow i mean they make great stuff like the the dvd set is excellent but unfortunately i guess like these movies are like we said they're kind of like not treated with the same respect or reverence as like yeah. some of the godzilla movies and, and some of those didn't really have like a lot of history behind them either yeah. so J just in general and stuff i've always found that like uh it, it can be pretty tough trying to get history stuff on a lot of Japanese media and stuff, because I think mm -hmm. they play a bit closer to the chest with a lot of, That's like... That's true, yeah. Uh, like, the inner workings and stuff. That's but, why uh, the Awada asks were so good. Yeah, That's I know. Those, yeah. yeah. Those are great. That's but, yeah, um... Oh, so, so what's up, Alex? Oh, I was just going to say, I'm wondering, it's one of those things where when you look back... Uh, you know, certainly with, like, with things like Godzilla, where, you know, it's an icon now, and so every part of it is history. Uh, but when you're making something like Gamera, and this is back in the 60s, I mean, are people thinking that someone is going to be watching these Gamera movies 50 years later? 
you know, yeah. to, to think to document right. that anyone would be care Because think about how many television shows and movies made no cultural impact that no one really watches that just sort of mm. existed for the time period and were largely forgotten. Uh, and so when you're making a movie like this, I mean, do, do you, were they actually thinking, yes, in 50 years, someone will be not only watching this still, but watching it to talk about it in terms of its placement in the series and how it, you know, what it means. To, right. You know, that's just one of those things that you can't really plan for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like, a, I mean, it's, it's very like a you know, a uh, classic comparison or whatever, but it's, it's, it's like how people didn't know that comic books are going to be worth anything. And like, you would have like, probably back in like the thirties and stuff, just like now priceless issues of like action mm. comics. Number one, just being thrown into fireplaces for kindling and stuff. Whenever the kids were done reading them, you know, just things like yeah, that you yeah, know like, yeah. like that, that's how you get so much lost media and everything is this like this weird like oh like the, like the stuff that, that is more disposable than it really was doctor who episodes like, being recorded over they yeah. viewed the reels to record new stuff as more valuable than keeping these yeah. episodes around uh which from uh, a preservation standpoint now i wouldn't want that for anything nightmare. even things that are bad <laughs> but it just shows at the time that you know they weren't thinking that someone was going to be caring about these you know serialized shows that were just sort of you know they viewed it in a certain way that is not necessarily how the public did you know they didn't do and they also recorded over a bunch of shows that nobody really cares about or talks about you know yeah, it yeah. just so happens that we are aware of doctor who because the cultural significance kept going decade after decade mm. but they also yeah. recorded over a bunch of stuff that probably no one has thought to look <laughs> look up in the, in decades um yeah. that's one of my favorite things about the the pop arena series nick knacks uh like the first like 20 or so episodes is in like the early 80s and there's so many shows where the episode is just like, yeah, there's no footage of this show that exists. So I'm just going to put some B-roll in the background and describe it to the best of my ability. Um, anyway, that's why piracy is good, everybody. <laughs> we're putting it, we're, we're saying that right now. Keep, keep keep the Internet Archive alive at the very least, you know. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Internet Archive, uh, we, we may not have to use it too much any too much more anymore. Uh, too much anymore. Because yes. a lot of the movies we're talking about now are more readily available, but fucking clutch website for a lot of those early episodes of Discuss All Monsters where we're talking about Varan the Unbelievable, and there's like mm -hmm. nothing for that yeah. movie. And even like the one copy on Internet Archive is like this blown out, like old, like, like, base boosted, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, deep like, fried. probably like Betamax rip or something of it. Uh -huh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, because it's yeah. like no, I believe it didn't have any like home. I didn't think. I think it maybe had home video releases, but very early in like the the life yeah. of home video. Uh, whereas like it maybe even just on like, you know, eight millimeter, not even yeah. on, you know, like there's VHS a, or anything. There's a really old kind of like really like forgotten. There's a good YouTube video on this by a guy named Kenny Lauderdale. But there's a really good uh, mm -hmm. or there's there's like this weird Vermont forgotten. Like uh, old superhero in uh, uh, Japanese pop culture called Golden Bat, oh, yes. uh, and there's a whole like Tokusatsu movie of that uh, made by Toei uh, from like 
I think maybe like the 50s or something, uh, or something like that. That's like completely mm -hmm. lost to time. Like it's just gone, uh, and like we'll never see it. But like that, the golden vat as a as a concept is like the 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 inspiration for uh, Keita Memiya's Garo series. Yeah, that, that's what on. I was gonna say. Like he originally yeah. wanted to make golden bat like with yeah. the first garo series so yeah you know there uh, you go well uh, but yeah i mean, we'll I mean talk about that at some point but tying that <laughs> in with the sort of gambling like behind the scenes yeah. stuff i also you know i adore seeing behind the scenes stuff i love uh seeing yeah. iterations and processes but for a lot of you know movies and shows people really thought and still think for someone's like this is going to exist to entertain people for this movie thing and maybe never see it Again, especially movies in like the six, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. it's this is going to be seen and then probably forgotten about. So, you know, people yeah. just didn't think to document the work on it. A lot yeah. of people might have even forgotten that they worked on it because they're just going from show to show, movie to movie, yeah. reusing costumes, uh, reusing sets. Uh, you know, it just sort of becomes a, a, yeah. a blur. And you know, unfortunately, that means that you can't get all the behind the scenes stuff. So you just gotta. You you got to appreciate at least that the movie itself is still here, uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, we can speculate on on some of the decisions because uh, there were yeah. certainly decisions made. Yeah, even believe, when these I... movies were new, they were pretty disposable because they were making these every single year, uh, year after year, yeah. from like sixty five to seventy three or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, Zegra was six seventy one. So oh, that was right. like because Jigers. Uh, 70, then Zegra is 71, and then right. there's like nine year hiatus. Right, yeah. Super yeah, Monster. Yeah. So uh, 71, so six, 65 to 71 completely. Either way, single year. six yeah. movies in six years is insane. Like, that's, yeah. like, that is crazy, especially because a lot of them are not, they're not made, they don't start making them when they finish the first one. Like, maybe they start making like drafts and ideas, but they, they have the completed script and, and start filming like months before the movie is done so like two yeah. or three months usually before the movie is done so very quick turnaround and like you know the movies are very cheap but they've got it down kind of to the science and that's kind of like why this middle period kind of sags a little uh you know with virus and then uh we on compared to you know like the next movie kind of has like this very strange identity to it where it's wrapped up in the uh that like you know, World Expo 1970, yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. uh, which ends up that that is like, I mean, it's, we'll talk about it in that episode, but that is way, way more important to like Japanese culture than I can even state. Uh, just like the amount of stuff from that like festival and that like exposition, like that has reverberated across Japanese pop culture for decades is truly absurd. Uh, and, I mean, the one of the best anime movies of all time, the ninth Shin-Chan movie, is based, like, has a huge uh, basis in that festival. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in that, uh, you know, kind of, like, late Showa period. But... Uh, this one has space cannibals, either, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can choose. They're both pretty yeah. uh, important. The moral yeah, of the yeah. story is that moms should let their kids look at telescopes better or more. That's true. More often. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what one of the one of the design choices that you can see, or uh, creative choices that you can see right off the bat in this movie, I believe it was the case in the last movie, but it's been a while since I, I saw a mm -hmm. virus. 
uh, but it continues to be true until uh, Zegra, is that for some reason they decided every one of these movies you need the Japanese boy and then the American boy. You know, and there's just got to be a white kid hanging out. I believe that was because, you know, a, there was a prominent American distributor, Sandy Frank. Uh, and then, then, like, I don't know, there was just, like, these movies were big in, in some regard on television in America in, like, the 60s and the 70s. Mm-hmm. So they were like, oh, shit, we got to, like, appeal to that market. Let's put some white people in it. So they, they usually, like, every movie has, like, you got the main kid, the Japanese kid, and then his his sidekick friend character. It, oh, yeah, no, the, it was, definitely wasn't virus, because that kid was, like, a cowboy, too. He had, like, a, he had, yeah. like sick yeah, lasso Yeah, he had a lasso. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, like... Yeah, there's always a like a like a like a like a white kid best friend that's like okay, and then like the, and stuff. The worst one is yet to come. That's in Zegra, where it's just like, oh, you know, man. I mean, both kids are bad, but the yeah, the girl yeah. is very yeah. bad. Like she's yeah, yeah. very bad actor. Don't want to make fun of kids too much, but obviously, but she, but it's yeah. one of those like. Like, she would be laughed off the set of a peanut special kind of, like, bad acting. So, you know, either way, uh, that's just, like, an interesting element to these movies is that they're tr- they're trying to be, like, more international mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. And, and that kind of leads to, like, the pulpy nature of it. Speaking, speaking of which, why don't we talk about the monster, Guiron? Uh, I don't think that yeah. we, we, we've talked about it yet. So, like... Nikki, how do you feel about Guiron as a monster design? Uh, Guiron, I think, sits right up there with v- with uh, uh, not Virus. Uh, I mean, Virus is cool, but like uh, uh, sits right up there with like Gauss for me in terms of being like uh, really appealing because they both look like monsters that you that like a child could draw. Like yeah. they're very like simple looking designs. Uh, they kind of look. Like I, I've been, I've been kind of going on this thing where, where I think like a lot of uh, the Gamera monsters, up to a certain point, I think Guiron's kind of the last one where it kind of feels like this because uh, Jiger and uh, Zegra are both like okay, Jiger, Jiger's just weird. Zegra is actually yeah. kind of a little bit more like this, but like uh, it's like uh, there's like kind of like an interesting like like sixties, seventies like early manga like kind of inspired feeling to mm-hmm. uh to the monsters and stuff they, they kind of look like tezuka drawings or Ishinomori yeah, drawings yeah. and stuff uh and uh Guiron's this like classic and stuff like he's he's like whenever i close my eyes and think of gamera i really do think of that one shot which we will talk about <laughs> the, the one <laughs> shot that's like the gif heard around the world uh uh, uh from gamera but um uh i i really do think about like you know gamera spinning around and stuff and i think about Guiron's big stupid like like it, his head kind of looks more like a katana than, than yeah, like for sure. The, 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 like I don't know what what, what they were th- like what with this what guillotine, guillotine nonsense. Thing. Like What's yeah, this guillotine <laughs> thing. And so it's, it's just it's this katana guy. Like it, it probably they like katana would have been more popular. <laughs> so yeah, almost, okay, here, here's yeah. what I think it is. Yeah, um, is that in Japanese it's pronounced giron. So yeah. the gi is probably from giri. As in, oh, like, cut or slice. Okay, yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, it probably didn't have anything to do with guillotine, but they, like, Romanized it into Guiron. Right. 
you know, G-U-I-R-O-N. Um, so, so your history makes even less sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have uh, wrote a new one about the, the history of the katana. Right. Uh, uh, there's uh, a f- uh, yeah, Alex, what do you think of the monster? Well, I was going to say, there's a, there's a few things about it. Um, the, the fact that it's, there's something, the beautiful simplicity of just like, to me, it looks like a hunting knife. <laughs> It's just yeah, like a yeah, knife right. with two eyes on the side. I like oh, it because yeah. you immediately understand the threat. This you don't need to explain anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just like <laughs> it, it, it is there. But then there's two other uh, things that I, I think are fascinating. One, uh, the actual <laughs> the jaw drop moment revealed that it also could throw shurikens. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 I was just like, I don't know what? where those came from. I don't understand the biology, but. I'm not. When I'm watching a movie and I find out, it's like, wait a second, are you telling me that this giant monster can also throw shurikens? Like, I could ask yeah. questions about it, but it's like, do you want there not yeah. to be shurikens? I'm like, no, of course I want there to be. <laughs> well, it's like, don't I ask questions it. then. Let them do it. And I the other no thing, yeah. the other thing is, is so he's a, a quadruped. He he walks around on yeah. all fours, but because the actor in the suit, um, the back legs are. He's on his knees, and you yeah, see oh, the yeah. feet going back. So it's not so much like he's four-legged. He crawls like an infant crawls, because it's on yeah. the knees. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's one of those things where I, I, you can immediately look at it and be like, wow, you know, this is what they can do with the budget that they have and the costume they can make and the practicality. But on the other hand, the backstory, knowing that he is like this radio-controlled monster it almost adds an air of sadness to him like yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't he would normally walk up but he's so defeated that he has to crawl on his hands and knees like yeah, an yeah. Uh, before doing surprise like, jump spin cuts to, to, yeah yeah which is awesome uh he's just one a thing, weird little sadistic blade baby yeah no no so he's had the other new monster in this film is space gauss and space gauss is literally just Gauss, but spray painted mm-hmm. silver with like the yep. the space age fucking you know intergalactic planetary you know kind of uh, uh, the, the the like uh, Tin Man from <laughs> the uh, Wizard of Oz kind of spray paint on him, and uh, this he shows up, and this is this is very like classic anime, like vi- last villain you know big badass villain of a previous movie shows up. Oh, he means business. The new villain shows up, completely jobs him. You know, like, just annihilates him effortlessly and so horrifically violently, too. It's like, oh my <laughs> god, this is so much... Like, if the virus didn't end with him horribly impaling Gamera through the stomach in, like, a spiraling drill attack, this would be the most gratuitous violence that the series just randomly nosedived into. Uh, uh, because, I, like, the, the way that he, like, <laughs> systematically chops Space Gauss to pieces. Yeah. And then the kids are like, oh, my. Even the kids are like, geez. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like the fucking scene from Audition. Like, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, first of all, he, he jumps up in the air to get Gauss out of the air. And so I saw that. And I was just like, like you, I thought, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, classic DBZ. How do we get the new villain over? Just completely beating the crap out of the old villain and be like, yeah, that old villain actually yeah. sucks. I'm the thing. So it was like this fast jump, like, oh wow, that's cool. And I, I guess for people who haven't seen it, the way I would describe it is like unwrapping a, a, a roll of cookie dough 
and then slicing yeah. up the cookies. That's yes. what he does. That's what he does to Gauss. He cuts him up. Yeah. Like cookies. It's not like a, a fun uh, a giant monster fighting, shooting lasers, punching. He's cutting him up slice by slice like he's going to be put in an art museum where yeah, you can yeah. look at his insides and open him up like a book. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. See, see, see why I got to disagree with you. So, because like while the drill was horrific and made me made me yell in 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 virus and so this this just made me sit in silence and my eyes got really big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it kept going. <laughs> it's, it's 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 so it's so long comparatively. Where he's just he really is just like methodically chopping up and to and to add insult to injury poor fucking space gas like he he he, he like he goes ooh stinky <laughs> the meat is stinky i won't eat it awful yeah at least eat him like like it's like yeah like, come on you, you did all that work come on like he's just mutilating yeah. him to do it. there's all oh there's also the other thing uh space gauss shoots a laser and it bounces yeah. off the reflective yes, part. He okay. shoots his own leg off. Yeah, yeah. There. See, see, see. That is the gif I was talking about. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That shot. <laughs> it, it, like, it's just, it's just it's the funniest a, thing. Because it's a, it's a monster. Like, he shoots out the the beam, and then Giron just like turns his head a little bit, like very yeah. not putting any effort into it. And then like it bounces <laughs> off his head, perfectly reflects and cuts off like this clean cut through his leg and he just like screams in pain and so and then that's the beginning of the the doom of uh space gauss gets his wing cut off and then you know just starts getting like chopped up like like diced carrots uh, uh it was in- incredible and I, I guess also just to uh i guess for anyone who hasn't seen the movie to bring everyone up to speed of what happens uh we have two kids they're you know they do the telescope they see that there's a flying saucer um mm. and this is but i i a classic flying saucer. I think movies oh, yeah. and TV shows are too... They think they're too good for a classic flying saucer. They want to <laughs> yeah. try to make things that are unique right. and make sense. Like, look Don't real. do it. Yeah. Give me a classic flying saucer that the middle spins. It has a tractor beam. That's what I want. These kids get on the spaceship. And they just start hitting buttons. And then they fly, they fly away. Yeah. They meet a guard <laughs> who tries to just, stop them. Yeah, the, the sister's just staying behind like... Oh, well, I guess they're gone now. (laughs) The sister stays behind, and this is... I don't know any other point where I'm going to say this, but for some reason that... She's like a little girl. She's like, what, six? I'm I'm not great with age. She's six. She looks like a grandma to me. There was something about her face that was like (laughs) grandma-y. Like she had a she had a type of judgy face that only your grandmother can judge you as. Of course, (laughs) But these kids go flying into space, and they go... And they're, they're, they're... they're pretty nonchalant about a lot of crazy things that happen. So they're oh, rocketing right. through space. That's the, f- the and then one of the kids looks at him and goes, "Oh, it's Gamera." And then you just look out the window, and then there's Gamera just like riding alongside, alongside mm. <laughs> yeah. them. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is a recurring thing in 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 this stretch of movies is uh the Gamera joyride sequence in the in the previous movie. There's like a submarine. That they like hijack and then Gamera shows up and they're like, "Yo, what's up, Gamera? Uh-huh. How's it going? What's, then, what's going on, big dog?" That, so, that like, same <laughs> thing happens again in, like, literally, again in Zegra, right? Like, doesn't that? Yeah, yeah. They go in the bathosphere, I think. And yes, 
Yeah, not to fully spoil a movie. But they (laughs) they treat Gamera. It's like like their friend Jeff that shows up. They're like, oh hey, Jeff's here. It's a giant. This is a giant turtle rocketing through space, and Gamera seems to be like Gamera seems to be like, no, you can't get out of here, kids. You shouldn't get in the spaceship. (laughs) So he goes and he he breaks through some meteors that they're about to crash into. They then get pulled even faster to this planet, and Gamera's just like, are you kidding me? I gotta spend the next. 45 minutes of this movie traveling to this this faraway planet. The kids land on the planet. They witness this absolute massacre. Uh, yeah. uh, this giant knife monster absolutely cutting. And then goes back into the ground. Uh, you know, he has a little hidey hole. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Very mechanical. And I guess that's when we they go in and they meet uh, the aliens. And I, yeah. I don't remember yeah. if I said this in my when I was on, on the, the Godzilla episode, um, I think, so when you're watching a giant monster movie, all you want to see is giant monsters. That's all I want to yeah. see. The humans are a necessary evil. But I also understand that they don't have that much budget, so they have to have yeah. humans. So I'm of the opinion that you need to give the humans something interesting, almost supernatural yeah. or sci-fi to do aside from it. So it's like... Mm-hmm. With Mothra, it's like here's the twins, and then you know these rituals to do it in uh, Godzilla uh, versus King Ghidorah, the '90s one. You know they're, they're time traveling. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, if yeah. there's uh, an army thing, I give them electro tanks. Like you, ha- you have to do something special. And so in this one, I think they hit the mark. They meet two alien cannibal babes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. It's like a, a Hansel and Gretel type like. You know, we talked about before that they, you know, they're lured in by these, these beautiful women, uh, and then th- they are kind of like, yeah, they're just playing like, oh, we're gonna eat their brains. It's very, very like simple, yet effective kind of story going on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I think it, you're uh, right love... that it. Sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, I was just saying that you're you're right that like. You know, you need that special spice. Like, to, to me, like, with monster movies, like, uh, I think people just think that the human stuff doesn't matter because a lot of times they do it poorly, whereas when it when it sings, it sings. You know, it's it's sometimes the best parts of the movie. We talked about that with a guy game episode where, like, they're like, oh, yeah. why are these monsters getting in the way of this <laughs> Yeah, human the human story stuff is so going good. On. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and like that that's kind of similar to the previous movie where with versus virus where like virus doesn't fucking show up in the movie until 15 minutes before it ends. Like he it's definitely not like this where we're on say what you want about this movie compared to that one or, or the next one, but like he shows up like 20 minutes into the movie and then it an like, and he, he makes a fucking impression <laughs> right off the bat with, with his sadistic murder of this innocent animal that just happened across his path. Uh, and you know, like that leaves an impression. Uh, and then like th- this helps kind of like take it, make it a little bit more interesting, you know, you're, you're paying attention yeah. to that. You get the cut-ins where we go back to Earth, and there's, like, the, the sister who is, like, trying to get, like, the this police officer to believe, and, like, you know, her mom or whatever, you know. The, the kids are missing, so I don't know why they're not more worried about it. I guess maybe they haven't been gone that long, so... No, oh, this is another thing that I... I uh, so, it, it caught me. If I were a parent, and I 
in terms of like believability, if I was a parent and I had a kid and one of my uh, two kids, one of my kids was like, "Hey, so and so, you you know, was taken by aliens in a spaceship." I would behave like this mother, where I'm like, "Yeah, that's what are you talking about? No, you're not. They ran to have to bite whatever." Where that problem, the problem comes in, we are in a world where everyone knows that there is a giant rocket so, turtle yeah. <laughs> that bites things. So in in my real world, yeah, I wouldn't believe my kid got abducted by aliens. I would be like, you know, you're playing around. In the Gamera universe, where Gamera regularly rockets around and fights giant monsters, and it's not a secret, it's very well known, and someone's like, yeah, hey, a spaceship yeah. took the kids, I would be like, Oh my god, there's a spaceship. I need to find it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, did you see where it went? Oh, it went to the went to this planet that's in the exact like opposite side of the you know, it's planet this planet that's on the opposite rotation of Earth. God, know, where... I, I I love how like like that's obviously true because they're on there, right? But like yeah. I love that like whenever whenever the, 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 the two ladies explain it, it sounds like the most obvious lie ever. It's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, we're on a, a a planet that's on just it's you just, you haven't seen it or heard of it. It's just on the other <laughs> side of the sun, so nobody's seen it. So like you guys wouldn't. Yes. Know. And so it's yeah, like no, yeah, that, it's like yeah, my girlfriend. Too, she just that... goes to a different high school and so like yeah. <laughs> but I, I believe <laughs> that that have a girlfriend. That planet is on the thing that like that's that's like an old school conspiracy thing. That's it like is, Atlantis. It is. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I, I'm on the Wikipedia page and uh, and yeah, it, it it has like that part of the summary has oh, has, yeah. a, has oh a blue my God, link. It, it's, it right. is, it's a legitimate conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> I I I read. I spent some time reading like this kind of like lost continent conspiracy theories. And, like, yeah. all of them, like, besides, there's Atlantis, you know, that's probably the most well-known. There's Mu, which is very well-known to, like, the Eastern yeah. world, like, Japan and China and everything. And then, like, there's a bunch of other ones that nobody knows that yeah. were just, like, thought of in the 1800s. And they're all very, like, every, all the writing about them is just extraordinarily racist. <laughs> uh, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's a the, the, for some reason conspiracy theories have always been like rooted in some some weird racism, uh, but you know additional maybe, planets maybe. have have always been one of those things that people were fascinated by and you know there was a bunch yeah. of planets that were discovered by math before they ever actually saw the planet uh, uh, and there was fictional planets I think Vulcan was was one that was theorized uh, because of they couldn't explain certain movements and it was believed for a while. Uh, and so that's one of those ones that's like, it, it's one of those ones that's just interesting enough to explain. It's like, yeah, man, if this planet's on the other side of the sun or it's in perfect rotation, we would never see it. It, it makes sense <laughs> instinctively, but then the second you like try to put any other <laughs> pressure on it, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, well, hold on, that would affect other gravitational things too. <laughs> and, yeah, for sure. I, I've said like, I said this before, but it's, it is very like kid logic, you know, it's very much... Like it, it fits perfectly with this yeah. movie, just as well as like, you know, the the Atlanteans or whatever the hell oh, they were in, in Megalon, you know, these these under oh, the, yeah. under the earth kind of like subterranean guys, and then like the the Moo continent <laughs> people and like, you know, uh, whatever the hell that movie was, Atragon, that was it. Uh, <laughs> uh, these so, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say these. I, I we haven't. Um, actually describe what they look like the, these aliens yeah. 
Uh, they are two uh, <laughs> Japanese women with helmets and antenna. Yes. Uh, they have little devices that they put on their neck because they don't want this movie to seem unrealistic. The fact that they could speak Japanese. They have a device to translate it. Don't worry. You don't have to suspend your disbelief for that. <laughs> yeah, come on. They're wearing like a leotard uh, with shoulder pads, a belt that has a rotating light on it, and thigh-high, almost go-go boots-like, mm. and like classic Flash Gordon ray guns. Uh, oh, yeah. I would say the aliens, uh, 10 out of 10. This is exactly what I want in these aliens. I sincerely love them. I love the costumes. They're unabashedly uh, campy. Uh, And it just, it sort of, it it also, (laughs) it does work for what they're going for in the sense that, you know, they are friendly to begin with. They're, you know, a little bit suspicious to the kids initially, but they're, hey, look, they're going to make them donuts and they're kind of nice. And it's like, Uh no, they're, you know, they're mind controlling this monster and they're going to turn on each other and they are unequivocally the bad guys. Uh, But they have this very classic campy sci-fi alien look, uh, which I I think is just incredible. Yeah, it's very like, it's this classic alien look and then you have like the, the style that is developed from like Toho movies where there's been a lot of those like alien like uh, that seems nice but it's actually evil kind mm, of plot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there was like three different movies at this point that did that plot uh from Toho and uh you know th- like that that alien has kind of been that type of alien has been like cemented in Japanese pop culture at this point. So it's nice to see more of that and eventually we would get stuff like Olimar in Pikmin <laughs> where like oh yeah, he he is one of those types of like spacemen like you know, a, a, a tinfoil suit kind of aliens. But this and, is still... Uh, only, yeah. yeah. I was say, this is still in, like, th- <laughs> this is the era, though, where it's like, they are not trying to make the aliens look non-human. Yeah. You know, they're not giving them extra, like, third eyes or, you know, extra arms. It's like, no, aliens are humans with weird outfits. That's what an alien yeah, it's is. it's psychic powers. <laughs> Like that. That's about it. Uh, okay, so eventually our boy Gamera shows up, uh, and then <laughs> the business ha- yeah, business yeah, occurs. That, that... Uh, Gamera begins. Oh my god! To fight yeah. with Viron for the first time, and uh, you know doesn't that's doesn't so suffer it's... the same horrific fate that Space Gauss does. But there, yeah. you know, we get the the Shuriken like being launched. <laughs> At Gamera, there's a scene where he's like writhing in pain, <laughs> uh, which always stuck out of my the, mind. And then the, the kid's like, "Oh, it looks like he's Jojo dancing." What a jerk uh, that kid! Come on, yeah. really comical. Don't be stupid. Like, it, it is screaming it's, and it's stuff, awful. like bleeding. And, uh, and like, the next one, it has all this pain the and suffering. Yeah, Coco like, dancing. I, I can't. I would. I, I'm yeah, dick. But uh, uh, yeah. I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah, oh yes. 
Yeah, I, but absolutely. I, I just... He also has the humiliation of these shurikens being put in him, and he, I, I just he can't that, like, reach them. He's got little turtle arms. You know, so these shurikens are like, stuck in them, and oh, you yeah, see him like, desperately try to reach like, them embedded like, in his skin. He's in pain. He can't yeah, reach them. Is, and then yeah, this, this put up shitty kid is like, just like, like look, he's go-go dancing. And the other kid has to correct him, like, no, what are you talking about? Super like, we talked about before with like uh, uh uh i think it was the gigan episode uh where uh uh Tsuburaya didn't want like godzilla to like bleed he thought that was like overkill and stuff and then <laughs> after he yeah. died they started kind of having him bleed and stuff and and gamera though it just doesn't they don't give a shit yeah <laughs> Yeah, he kind of mm. does that a lot. He, he kind of just like he kind of just goes oh, yeah. like they, they immediately, oh! they then, immediately like, danced on his grave, just, like sink down, and then just not be available. Like like like. So uh, I believe. So what happens is Gamera to has to go to the bottom of the sea <laughs> to to recharge. I guess is that for a minute, and then, yeah. and then he's good. It just, happens a lot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My. Okay. One of my favorite things, like re there's like skimming the wiki article just to like be refreshed on like plot points yeah, to talk about. Yeah, they like editorialize yeah, for some reason. Oh, yeah, people so don't get, care enough about like, the camera Wikipedia. tries to so shake so off the, the towering the, the guy portis, just like is just like wrapping his tail onto a monolith. Gamera throws Guiron into a like yeah. tower. Like what is that? <laughs> What are you, what's going on? This isn't your creative writing project. This is a fucking wiki summary. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> this is a little off topic. I found this Wikipedia article. I'll maybe, I took a screenshot of it. Maybe I'll find it and send it to yeah. you. But it was like of this collectible <laughs> toy line. Uh, which I think what happened was is I just like I was watching old commercial compilation. I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. And I looked it up, and the thing is, it's like, oh, this is based on this toy Japanese toy line called this. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it keeps going. And goes. Uh, unfortunately, the American ones started using garish colors and cheap properties, and they weren't even based on the real cars. So collectors view them as actually really childish, and I don't know why anyone would do this. And it's just like the just goes to do it. This person editing the wiki could not help but editorial. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, no one else is editing this really specific toy wiki, so like, no one's gonna call him out on it. Yeah, that, I love that. Stuff. I love it's like little yeah. Easter eggs on the internet, seeing that kind of stuff. Because I, I'm like, I love going on these wiki deep dives. I've been that kind of guy yeah, it, like, ever fully since. Fully leans school, into it, you know. Yeah. Ever since I got a computer in my room, Truck was when I was monkey. like 13, 14. Uh, like I've been, you know, just like. The annoying trivia guy <laughs> to all of my friends. And so, like, it's always fun. Like, there are wikias that exist. Like, the Transformers wiki, that's one that has editorial editorializing, but that's, like, yeah, but that's kind of, like, the gimmick, you know? It, it, it's, it's written, yeah, it's written by these people that are, like, so, there's so much minutiae and nonsense that they, like, catalog 
it's so in depth and it's really entertaining <laughs> to like read any article about any uh, character, even if you have no attachment to Transformers. Hey, but you, you, like, you can really series. tell when someone's trying to put their thumb on the scale because I'll, I'll, you know, that happens to me. Well, I'll see something and I don't. I was like, oh, let me just, you know, get get a baseline and I'll look it up. And you can just read the person uh, describing this character and you're like, I think this person has it in for this character. <laughs> Oh, oh my god you're describing things that are that to me seem pretty neutral but you're clearly framing it away <laughs> where yeah. you want anyone who even looks at this guy to make sure that you know that you think that they're despicable and you don't want them to uh-huh. even... the, the the like i remember like last year reading through like the land before time wiki and there's it's <laughs> you know you gotta be a certain type of person like dinosaur fans you know, you gotta be a certain type of person to be really to write in the land before time wiki, and uh, like th- there are long diatribes <laughs> about these characters on the wiki, like way way too in depth, <laughs> like descriptions <laughs> of these characters, like talking about like you know Sarah, she comes off as like harsh and, and unapproaching, but you know deep down. Like, there is a feminine soul that exists within her, you know. <laughs> I was like, uh, hmm, I don't <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you should write the somewhere else, not on this wiki page here. That's just supposed to catalog information. Uh, but either way, I don't know. I, I love that stuff. Uh, sp- speaking of which, comments? I do, like, oh, on wow. these episodes, I do like to go onto the WikiZilla page. And, uh, like, look, because there's a comment section, and those are always bad. Uh, So there's always some good stuff. One guy wrote Turtle vs. Knife three times. Like, the same guy wrote that three times as a comment. Uh, Like, at at different points. Yes, separate comments. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. I don't think it's bad, but it's definitely the weirdest kaiju film yet. I mean, that's not true. Uh, Oh. (laughs) it's, It's... it's not even yeah. that weird. It's just like Guiron looks kind of strange, but like it's totally, a it's a little weird. It kind of goes back and forth between yeah, uh, sure. very right. much kid adventure movie exactly and cool. very violent. I, I don't. You're, you're right. <laughs> and then you have a knife head versus Franklin. Uh, I guess Franklin as in the turtle, um, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no, I was gonna say, did he do the the this commercials? Commercial? But no, that yeah. was a Little Bear uh, that did them. That's probably true, uh, but but speaking of old commercials, like I, I absolutely yeah. do watch. Like, oh, let's watch two thousand three Cartoon Network commercials, you know, and then just be like, oh, I remember, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember <laughs> this, you know, or like, oh, let, yeah, the the like, what is it, gushers where they like eat them and then their heads turn into like these big CGI fruit. No, oh, yeah. good stuff. Anyway. Uh, did you watch uh, so, the, uh, uh, I sent you the uh, Monster Vision promos? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, baby. That, that stuff, that's right up my alley. The Love it. <laughs> love that framing device. I, I love, I miss I miss uh, programming blocks. I miss movies yeah. being aired on TV yeah. where they frame it as something when they try to, like, sell it. Because that was when they actually cared about viewership. And, uh, you know, these, these movies, when they were aired, they specifically... You know, when they're airing late at there, night, they're like airing weird, it for like insomniacs fun, like, and weirdos, and so they have to have a specific type of thing uh, and selling you know, people like, "Hey, uh, uh, 
here's the big rumble of Godzilla. Type of situation yeah. and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, tricking these, tricking these yeah. women to get so, to a teleporter, then go all the way. I think that we can like, uh, like try to get towards else, the climax now. Been going for a bit, so yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some. There's a what? What is it like the, the we're on like damages the ship that they're in during that that yeah. battle. Then like one of them is injured, so then the other one like fucking murders them because it's like oh that was useless brutal. members. Uh-huh. <laughs> So like again, this goes goes weirdly between like silly kids movie to like this this dark sci-fi, uh, oh, or like uh, violent pulp movie, I guess. Yeah, something I want to go back to real quickly. Oh, nice. um, there's a couple scenes we missed in the middle, which are not that important, but I do want to say in terms of like how I would editorialize. So these aliens, along with being cannibals, are mind readers, and yeah, yeah. Uh, they try to like trick them and they get into the mind. And one of the things they do is they mind read and they see that these kids are hungry. And they really want uh, his the, his mom's donuts. donuts. <laughs> yeah. So they make donuts and they give him a glass of milk. And now, he, me, I grew up in the Upper Midwest. Uh-huh. I drank a lot of milk. I like milk. Yes. Uh, when I came to California, I poured myself a glass of milk. People looked at me like I just poured a cup of dead birds. Like yes. they could not believe that I drank milk. It was disgusting them. I drink milk. I Knowing Daye, I want yeah, that on record when I say that this milk that they were drinking looked disgusting. I, I would not be surprised <laughs> yeah. they could not even. I don't know. I don't know what they did with this milk, <laughs> but it looked it looked like chalk water. I don't know if they could get yeah, real yeah. milk. It was the most disgusting looking milk I've ever seen. It, yeah. A gallon of milk. Yeah, I, I, I wonder that because, like, you know, in general, like, milk, I mean, across the world is considered, like, a kid's drink, but especially in Japan. Um, right. It's like, I, I just wonder if, like, like, milk is kind of, like, the, the ultra-pasteurized, very, like, like, 2% milk, you know? Like, that's, like, the standard milk or something over there. So then, and I think that that sucks. Give me just... Vitamin D milk, baby, like full on burned dairy, red label, you know, milk. Uh, I don't know. That's probably only upstate New York people care about that, but whatever. The donuts <laughs> like, looked good, but the milk yes. looked disgusting. But the point of them giving yeah. that is so that they could put them to sleep, put them in these pods, and then they shaved this boy's head uh, because they right. were going to yeah. cut open his head. And they full on said something right. like, We need to break his skull open which is the, yeah. the like, again we, like eating your brains is kind of zombie-ish and the ending maybe is not so the little kids but kids like, can kind of understand back, everything's great everything's but like but, but to shave like, someone's head the boy lost all his before, hair <laughs> before yeah. breaking the skin and breaking from. open their skull uh, that's another one that's yeah, just total uh, whiplash it's, from it's, like What's yeah, going really on here? Like, I like it. Just like, but yeah, they also they actually yeah, shaved this little boy's head. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they got a they got a pack of saltines off to the side. They're about to like, you know, spread spread it on there like, yeah. Yeah. It they, was not an abstract yeah, eating yeah. of it. It's not like, "Ooh, we're going to suck on the essence of it." It's like, "No, they're actually going to like like the way I might crack into crab <laughs> legs to get the meat inside. They were going to crack this little boy's skull and eat his brains." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very, it's very ghoulish, literally, uh, and yeah, you're right that like as a kid, like you always thought of like the alien or zombies eating your brains as like this as abstract, you know, the or like cartoony in a way where like the aliens would like reach into your ear and pull out your brain, you know, and just like a big bendy straw. Movement. Yeah, yeah, th- that kind of thing. Whereas like this is like no, 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 we're we are going to like. Prepare these children, season them, gonna brutally break open their skull, <laughs> like rip it in half, take the brain out, make sure it's perfectly preserved, prepare it properly, you know, the, dispose of his corpse, give it to Guiron, you know. Uh, just like, um, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's very and then, like, and then, and then, uh, you're right, it uh, is weirdly I guess, you know, dark the, and the, violent. The kids are, the, the then kids again, this movie has, been, has had like, those kind like, of like, uh, like, control room. like 60s, 70s pulp movie uh, they, they, moments they, in it throughout. So, I don't know, it's like, kid, a, like, like, it's a very strange like, beast, this uh, movie is. They have one of the kids, like, like shoot, like, his, yeah, like, his, like, proto-nerf gun, his little, like, suction cup gun. Whatever at like uh, uh, at, at like the control board and everything, and, and try to try to activate something so they can get out. And you know they're communicating, calling out to Gamera, to their friend Gamera, uh, who um, I I had I, I thought of a thing whenever when we were talking about him earlier about how like uh-huh. like everybody just knows Gamera. So Gamera's like Gamera's like if your neighborhood dog like like if there was like a neighborhood dog that kind of just walked around. Sometimes you have one of those. I had one growing up. It's like, if, uh, yeah. Fred to all children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just kind of hangs out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's like it's like if, it's like if some like <laughs> like neighborhood stray dog like just yeah, yeah. also solved. There's all a your cat on my street. That's like, awesome I just it's just the cat. It's ass. like it's black and white and stuff. That's fluffy what. Cat. That's what anybody is, gets close to this cat, it runs over to you and stuff. It's, and like it's, it's, starts rubbing up against you. And, and uh, I don't think anybody owns this cat. Yeah, it, I don't it's think like, it's like uh, a house cat. So to good old Gamera, and they also like activate this missile, and probably. Like second place best visual gag in the movie, next to the That's space like basically Scooby Doo is right? the missile so... firing, splitting on Guiron's head, blowing up the, the the one remaining space lady, and then Gamera catching it so he can do the final like uh-huh. and stuff and like shove it in the weird shuriken hole <laughs> and then breathe fire on it to to, to, to on the half missile. The blow it like ah, that's a classic camera. It's this weird graphic death, and so like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh huh. Like like the kids have the idea too. Like 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 he he does like a flying yeah. like pile driver <laughs> thing or whatever, and like sticks queer on in the ground, and then the kids are like put the put the missile in the <laughs> in the shuriken hole, and it's like okay, yes. and so like. <laughs> 
weirdly elaborate Look, it's the murder, kids. Like the kids, the kids are it on. They have the ideas. The villain, <laughs> but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez if you say so he did I was so happy when he yeah. flew into the air and yeah. just yeah. hit him yeah, with a pile so driver and just <laughs> drove his knife turtle. face into the ground yeah <laughs> And then blew him up, just shoving the yeah. missile in him. It, it was, you know, Gamera, I, I, to be fair, Gamera put up with a lot of crap this movie. And this is him just being like, nah. Fuck this. this we are wrapping yeah. this up now. He, he, so. he breathes fire, so I'm guessing. And then maybe this was explained in previous movies. I don't like, know. So, like, their saucer, like the saucer that they had came together. in was damaged uh, is is like uh thing. gamera picks it up and the kids go he's fixing it <laughs> and i go what do you mean he's fixing it and it looked like he was just yeah, lightly breathing on it is yeah. that a gamera power <laughs> yeah like welding yeah we, we we gotta get these kids back to okay us. so that so so to answer your question, no, he has never repaired machinery <laughs> before. But, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, but this is like, eh, eh, it works, whatever. We got five minutes left of this movie. We got to get these yeah. kids back <laughs> somehow. Like emotional kind of like that's through line. That's probably like, my biggest like disappointment yeah, is how kind of, is kind like, of go nowhere kind of the plot on Earth is. Nobody believes with the, her except the sister for the, like, and everything. Like it doesn't really like, like you get some like, good stuff you know, out of it. But, fun for, and but for nice, the most part, it feels uh, just uh, like filler. A lot of the times, it's not like uh, fun or, or interesting dude. in its own weird way. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my God! No, no. See, see. Yeah. The doofus security guard. He should have gone. He should have went to the planet with his sword because he was training with the sword. He should have given the killing up to the alien. Make it appropriately violent too to fit in with the rest of the movie. He just like he bumbles. He's like and just stabs right through the stomach, spurting out. But Daya is gone now, so that's that won't happen. 2006. There was a short a few years ago that you might want to <laughs> yeah. cover, but I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. Yeah, let's do that. As it stands. No, like, 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 we're just going to keep piling it on. Like, and there hasn't not? been a Gamera movie like since, uh, what, 2006? That was like... Uh, Maybe. We might talk about that, like, in the Shin Godzilla episode. <laughs> like our, our three hour Shin Godzilla episode that we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, it's been sixteen. 
Was yeah, the Heisei and, uh, the the, the Gamera trilogy was it the last Gamera movie? Because, uh, Those no, last, oh, okay, so there was a, there was three uh, movies. Uh, there was the Heisei movies, who, uh, but then there was one more in the like, mid two thousands called Kamen Rider the Brave, and Super Sentai episodes, which is two thousand and six. He, he, like, got to do this so that was uh, it's been what what is that sixteen years since the last movie? Directors are special effects wizards and stuff, but he's just kind of like. A guy that directed a bunch of episodes of like Common Rider Fies. <laughs> it's just like. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. He had the last laugh, though. He co-directed Shin well, the, Godzilla the, with yeah, Anno. So, the you trilogy know. is interesting. If it's I remember like this guy. correct, I love yeah. the trilogy. I, you know, I think they're incredible. Yes. If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. weren't they given... The, the person who made them wanted Ultraman? to make a Godzilla movie, and they're like, anyway. we're not giving you Godzilla. You can do Gamma. Yeah. <laughs> like, Gamma was the consolation prize. Yeah, yeah. Well, he oh, yeah, he yeah, made yeah, the yeah, he made the best Gamera movies. This trilogy is incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's true. <laughs> so the shorter ones. Either way, Gamera versus Guira, and it's been it's been a blast talking about it. But now we must draw this knife to its end. Uh, uh whatever. And it's yeah, sheath it away. But the, the, I guess it's like a tanto, like a kind of, not even a talk about, katana, you know. Yeah. It's like one of those, <laughs> yeah. like, short, short knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like, something like that. So, anyway, that will do it uh, for that. Alex, why don't you uh, promote yourself a little bit? Where, where can we find you on Twitter? What you got going on as far as, like... Uh, side projects or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't, uh, you don't have to break NDA, but just uh, what's going on? Like, promote yourself. I mean, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, at Alexander Horeb, H O R A B. Um, unfortunately, in, in terms of the stuff that I've been working on, it really has been <laughs> nothing but <laughs> NDA. Piles yeah. and piles of NDA and freelance work. Um, Hopefully, some stuff will be released soon, and then we can talk about it. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, uh, you're primarily going to be getting out-of-context screenshots from whatever old TV show or sitcom I'm watching. Yeah, it's, it's very delightful to see every so often. I like it when there's those Twitter accounts that like post just enough that like you, you start to think, oh, I wonder where that guy is, and then they post, and you're like, oh, it's them. So... Yeah, I, I try not to. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I just looked at most it of the time. My, my stuff that happens in my personal <laughs> life, I just tell my friends because they're the only yeah. ones I care to want to know it. So if I ever post something on Twitter, it's usually just like, "Oh, this is a funny screenshot of something." Uh, I mean, <laughs> most recently from this movie, I posted um, a line that I really connected with. Uh, yeah. Let me see here. Uh. Yeah, uh, but won't everyone be surprised to see such cool space girls? Uh, and upon seeing that, I was just like, finally, I yeah. see myself in movies. <laughs> this is, finally, sure. this is me. Uh, it's just, like, yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I appreciate your, your presence on Twitter, even if it's only very, very sparse. Because uh, there are some people that are 
maybe should yeah. not be on Twitter as much. You yeah, know, maybe it's not yeah. uh, entirely and, and don't healthy fight to be on like, Twitter twenty four seven. It's so. not worth it. Yeah, it, it, it's almost never yeah. worth it. I mean, I say that as someone who actually I do I do check Twitter a lot, but I try oh, to call. Oh, yeah, I try yeah, to call. I, I I try to cultivate it in a, a safe way. Yeah. Uh, don't get all your news from Twitter. Get <laughs> try to find proper news sources from when you get it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah. And sometimes you get frustrated. I notice where I, I find like, oh man, yeah. fans of this show are really annoying. Oh, people that like this are really annoying. And then I start realizing, like, oh no, wait a second, all of them are on Twitter. I think I just don't like people. On yeah, Twitter. that's yeah, the yeah, common but... denominator here. It's all loud people on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but you know, I'm still, I'm still on it, and I post nonsense mm. uh, and then hopefully i can plug some more uh yeah i yeah i mean i'm working i'm writing on cartoons oh my gosh all of them are under nda so i can't give anything <laughs> out of them right. yeah yeah uh, hopefully wow. soon have, I'll, I'll post it on twitter have when you I done can. any other podcast appearance sent like last time we talked was like june because i yeah. remember it was the day before metroid dread got announced baby and that was my uh biggest favoritest thing from last year yes it was because we were talking about e3 oh, i yeah. remember this before oh yeah and it was like right we got him, we got right him on when luck. i was like we got him on luck uh, i think it was right yeah when uh, I, I guess i'll go next uh, that time, uh, but, you can find me so. at uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, either way so, so if you, so, uh, you, you can have you done on, anything uh, like as far as a podcast appearance since then I post no. stuff there. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to hey, hold man. back, but uh, we got you I think, back I think to my back, biggest baby. Posting days on Sunday, whenever Shonen Jump comes out, and I'm just like posting just all all, all that stuff and talking about the the comics Tell in there. The Patreon. Uh, I post about that stuff. Uh, uh, I'm, you're probably gonna see me uh, uh, posting about Elden Ring for the next several months because it's gonna take me forever to finish that. And uh yeah i don't know there's that and then uh, i'm on another podcast uh with my friend hazel called pod spirit where we kind of mm-hmm. talk about uh you know w- uh whatever basically uh sometimes music because we're both musicians uh and uh uh, uh and, and and that's hazel from the youtube videos about anime if you've ever seen him around and stuff so uh but yeah and then and then uh, aside from that uh, uh yeah we've got our wonderful patreon that you can follow uh at the one dollar tier uh you can uh uh support us and in, in, in a in a small fashion and uh for one dollar we're, we're, we're giving you like a, some pretty good stuff where we're uh, we're gonna give you uh episodes mm-hmm. of this podcast from the main feed one day early uh uh every week that it comes out so uh it usually comes out on fridays it'll come out on thursday and it'll come out without any ads on uh patreon and then at the five dollar tier, we do a bunch of uh, uh, oh yeah, and then also for one dollar, we do our uh, off-topic show uh, called Shit Shooters, where we just kind of talk about whatever we're playing or reading or whatever. Uh, and then uh, at the five dollar tier, we have our uh, podcast or sorry Patreon exclusive mini series uh, where uh, we pick a topic that we're pretty interested in and try to do a shorter. Uh, more contained uh, podcast about it uh, for for a stretch of time. Uh, this discuss on monsters project is mm. very long, so nothing on this scale. So you know we've talked about uh, the entire Planet of the Apes trilogy on there on the five dollar tier. Uh, that was awesome. We had a fun time doing that. Uh, we uh, yeah 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 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, all 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 five of the old ones, the uh uh Tim Burton one <laughs> and then uh and then the the recent ones and uh uh we're we're also doing a, a Looney Tunes like kind of yeah. weird I mean, podcast all of the about like movies. those movies were like a like, system as well. an actual like, guy and just and a Looney Tune or something. Uh so it's we did Roger Rabbit, Space Jam, uh Looney Tunes Very back in action, shitty. then Space Jam <laughs> 2 we're about to record, and I'm a little bit, I'm kind of nervous about that. It's pro- it, it is out by the time you were hearing this, yeah, and by the yeah. time you're hearing this, we will have started our Evangelion uh, uh, rewatch podcast, uh, so that will be a lot of fun uh, to get into. Yeah, 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 oh yeah, it's <laughs> probably gonna have to fucking call it, like, not another Evangelion podcast. Yeah, or something it is stupid. probably out at this point. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You will not listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. The first one on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll 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 come up with a good name for it because we have it yet. Uh but but it slightly different uh, going to be talking but, uh, about it in yeah, arts so the, and, rather and there's, than and there's even more episode. stuff than just that, so, that you know, I hope that you're watching Evangelion so, in the way that uh, it was meant to be watched uh, on VHS in your friend's basement uh, with yeah, Mountain Dew yeah, yeah. code yes. red <laughs> with the with the yeah. the, the ADV it's an absurd voice actors that only on keeps that. going if you help us get to $100 you'll be forcing our hand and making us uh, yeah. uh, do a, a segment on the main series. Uh, Absurd take value. Some weeks and we and Can't we get, the, uh, how, how can you turn down that value? Uh, feature films in the Godzilla franchise, uh, which both of us yeah. have feelings about. So, so uh, you can just make us do that, and uh, we will do podcasts on on that for you. Uh, and uh, I think there's there's like another tier too about the like Netflix trilogy. Um, and we'll probably have to throw in Godzilla SP just for sanity yes. <laughs> stuff, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that, <laughs> oh, we, 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. $150, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Godzilla the animated series, both the uh, '60s <laughs> one as well as the '90s, early 2000s one. Yes, I, um, I want to do. I, I found, I found that some good ones sure. on the, like the uh, '90s show. Uh, it wasn't for sure. Jimmy. We've I think done it was an episode on as many. I found some good. We, we like, could only find like that show five that, like, episodes had, of the uh, Hanna Barbera show. Like we did an episode on all of those. Like early '90s on like an off week at some point. Not good at all. No, 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 but, uh, no. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm boomerang. Fuck. Oh, okay. okay, okay. I would have been. I was like, "Oh my god, were they from the 70s?" Because that would have been incredible. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. actually. Uh, I rem- So. Before, yeah. uh, you know, Cartoon Network at Night used to air just, like, old Hanna-Barbera cartoons, I, yeah, you know, before yeah, Adult yeah. Swim became the secondary thing. So, when I was a kid, uh, we used to stay up, my friends and I would stay up late 
And we would watch all these things, and it was almost like archaeology of seeing all these old things. And we would stay up. I remember specifically wanting to stay up till midnight because that's when they were josing the pussycats. Um, but they had like the Gary Coleman show, where Gary Coleman's an angel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Herculoids. Uh, oh, I I love all of the all the like shitty barbarian shows. With oh. Hanna Barbera, like I love them so much. Like Thundar Th- the Barbarian. Thundar the Barbarian is legit good. I love Thundar. I love it. <laughs> I love, uh, but love but it. like those, I will force Nikki to do a podcast <laughs> about Thundar at some point. But like the Godzilla uh, things, while you can't say that they're necessarily good, there is something charming, and it was a little creepy. You know, when you're in fifth grade, you stay up right. late. Uh, oh yeah, and you're just seeing these old old cartoons. And it's almost, you almost feel like you're doing something you're not supposed to. You're like, wow, I'm watching these, I'm staying up late and I'm watching these really old cartoons. And there's, I think there's a place in the world for that. It's not necessarily good to sit down at 6 p.m. when you're wide awake and watch all of them in a marathon format. But having it on in the middle of the night when you don't have any phones or internet around and you're just like experiencing these cartoons, uh, you know, there's a flavor that you can't get anywhere else. even if it's not necessarily good, yeah. it's interesting. Um, I, I remember, like, staying up, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, and then, like, yeah. Toon Heads would be on. Oh, I, yeah. I, I absolutely like, loved watching the, and seeing, like, these weird, like, World War II era cartoons. And, uh, uh, I, feel, and, <laughs> I feel like I have some friends <laughs> there close just, like, to me that would say that I have a weirdly, that, so, I don't like... Know, very, it's, it's comforting and whole, eerie. Like, it's, 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 it's hard to pin, <laughs> like, but it's like, I'm a little spooked out, but I'm also... Comforted by very it. Derived from uh, it's, tunes and old you can't bottle that. I love I that. And I definitely yeah, have but... late nights on Boomerang to thank for that, for just drilling that into my head and, and making me think that like old like Mel Blanks sound clips and Tom and Jerry stuff is like the funniest things imaginable to me. Uh, but yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. The Dan Backslide is the funniest cartoon character of all time. Uh anyway, you can find me at twitter.com slash Ranger W A Z P Ranger. A lot of stream of consciousness stuff. At the time of recording, I've been on the, a huge uh kick of Master <laughs> Duel, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, posting a lot about that. Probably playing season three at the moment uh, that this goes up. Uh, having a lot of fun actually like getting into competitive Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a sentence I never thought I would say because uh, I don't really play competitive stuff too often, but what can I say? It feels good to crush my enemies uh, and watch them weep before my feet. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you can find me on youtube.com slash or whatever it is. Uh, uh, it's Only Magic. It's my YouTube channel where I talk about uh, cartoons, most of the time, re- personal retrospectives, how they kind of relate to me. I sometimes do reviews of modern shows. I've done one on like Kid Cosmic Season 1, did one on uh, Centaur World Season 1. If you want some follow-ups on that, that uh, Kid Cosmic just ended. Masterpiece. One of the best Netflix shows imaginable. Very, like, scared for the future of Netflix, but for the most part, you know, that one was a slam dunk. Centaur World, very similar thing. Season 2, Excellent, very odd show. It does remind me a lot of like OKKO, OK but like the theater kid version of that. 
uh, that same kind of like weird tonal mix that it had going on. Um, anyway, uh, that's all that we got for today. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you again so much for being on the episode, Alex. And uh, next time, join us as we uh, go into the, the 70s once more and we visit the amusement park and we, uh, we see some certain certain medical procedures being done on certain uh, gigantic pachyderm animals in our next episode, Gamera versus Jiger. See you there. You know, guys, hmm. it just dawned on me how, how weird this film is, you know? Yeah. Really? It's kind of goofy. <laughs>